What's popping? How's your Wednesday? What's good, niggas? Alright, XX. That was a um, bizarre statement. Sup, Monk Monty? Thank you, Provo Kid. How was your Wednesday? What's up? I've been doing Call of Duty, the new season update. Nothing really different so far. I'm waiting for the new skins to drop. I just want to see if the ass on the Nicki Minaj skin, if they make it huge. <laughs> That's basically it, though. But what is good? Is Cornette going to trash Bappa at some point? Hopefully. Although he doesn't even know who he is at this point, so. Let's just go ahead and check this out and see what was said. That's it. Brother, I, I'm going to tell you this from the bottom of my heart, man. I might get emotional here. I can't thank you enough no, for giving us time. I'm telling you, man. I, uh, I've been watching your career for a long time, and I appreciate you. Thank you. What you do for so many people. You meant for a reason. And, and, and I wanted you to, to feel this energy that I'm coming to you with because I know what it looks like in the world sometimes to you, but it ain't the real world. Yeah. The real world needs a guy like you to keep being a leader, yep. to keep doing what you're doing, even if nobody's going west, and you're like, man, my heart told me to go west, go west. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I've been I've been dying to reach out for a while, but I'm like, you know, because once you send a DM and you're like, ah, you know, but this to me is so important that I got to share this opportunity. Yeah, I appreciate you, it. So I'm super, super oh, grateful. No, I'm grateful you came, man. I'm super grateful. Before I let you go, man, any questions for me, anything I got you? Um, I, I mean, we're friends now, brother. Some be blowing you up. You know, see, you came into my life for a reason. You know, I'm believing, con you know, just coincidences. You know, I, I believe we met for a reason, and uh, you know, I need more people like you in my life, man. You know, so I'm, I'm super grateful. That's yeah. it, brother. I he needs more people like him in his life. More people to kiss Brendan Schaub's ass and lie to him. And then later on in this interview or before, this guy was telling Brendan about how funny Brendan is and no one's funnier. And it's like, dude. Come on. Look, only someone whose first language obviously isn't English could ever possibly think Brendan Job is funny, <laughs> which does explain why you ever notice someone who defends Brendan Job? They're probably like a Spanish dude who probably can hardly speak English, doesn't really get comedy or anything. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, having a dude on just to kiss your ass, it, it, it's pathetic. Shab's pathetic. I mean, is that truck show still going? I can't imagine. That won't last too much longer. But I mean, interviewing this guy and just having this guy kiss your ass. and uh, I mean, Brendan Shab, behind the scenes, all he must do is rant and rave about subreddit and people online because the first thing people say to him is like you don't have to worry about that stuff man that's just the online world and it's like dude this dude must do nothing but talk about it behind the scenes and threaten to sue people and actually sue people kind of pathetic kind of sad and another story about brendan now every story mark harley has told he is backed up you remember he leaked um, the screenshots of 
the group text, conversations with some of the baddies. Mark Harley's job was he did production and stuff for Shab and editing and to get Shab baddies and baddies to some degree. But um, he's got a news story. So remember that whole podcast one deal that happened and them not getting paid money. Well, it turns out Shab was kind of accusing Theo of some stuff during that. So let's see what Mark Harley had to say, what was happening behind the scenes. So he puts, Brendan has privately accused Theo of stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from the Cats production, but Bapa, yeah, it's all good. Well, he said, haha. I thought he said Bapa. But he expounds on this story here. And he puts, I'll explain further, but yes, legit, on several occasions, Baba expressed private accusations that Theo had siphoned off like 5K per episode for however many episodes after some audit by one of Brendan's business managers, and he only vaguely brought it up to him because he's a huge pussy to anyone socially above him. I overheard an hour-long convo on speaker that, in retrospect, was about the podcast one thievery. Theo's like, bro, you're effing up the money's not coming in, and you're bad at business and managing money, and of course Brendan didn't take that well and wrote Theo off as being mentally ill, difficult to work with, and ultimately just in the wrong. How'd that work out, Fat Patrick? And by the way, I don't think... Theo stole a dime. I think Brendan is just an effing idiot who can't do basic math. But the false accusation was two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand stolen in total. So he was accusing Theo Vaughn of stealing five hundred thousand dollars. When it turns out that it was all that Colin Thompson guy. But the fact that Brendan Shaw would accuse Theo Vaughn of doing it. And by the way, if it was done, it was so probably Shaw who's doing it. And just, because he's just thinking, well, I would do it. So, but I mean, incredible. Now, he never said this publicly or confronted Theo Vaughn about this. He just talked behind Theo's back to Mark Harley and others about it. But he really accused. Theo Vaughn of stealing from him. Theo Vaughn, who's vastly more successful, who makes vastly more money, whose podcast is way bigger, who actually sells out theaters, has Netflix specials, he accused him of stealing from Shab. Yeah, really pathetic. Shab is just a piece of trash to even say that to others behind the scenes. His excuse will probably be, it's not true. And Theo, if you ever asked him, Theo would say, well, he never said it to me, but according to Mark Harley, it was said behind the scenes. And Mark Harley has been proven right about everything he said about Shab so far. So there's no reason not to believe this. Truly pathetic on Shab's part. He puts, here's the thing about Bapa, you learn real quick. If you're socially underneath him, not only can you not tell him anything, 
because he doesn't listen. He also makes it very clear it's not okay to criticize him. He'll ice you out. He'll pick on you. He'll deflect. He'll say you have XYZ problem. Worry about yourself. He'll deny the problem and say you're stupid for even thinking that. Only Rogan was able to talk sense into him about fighting. And even then, he was plotting to go to LHW for months after. Have you seen a clip where he's like daydreaming about proving everyone Rogan wrong? He's still bitter about it to this day in private. Damn, he's still bitter about it. He creates the opposite of an environment where constructive criticism is welcome. Only harsh criticism from him towards all underlings in group chats. His favorite way to berate and humiliate people as he's a pussy with face-to-face confrontation. And then for people above him, he constantly bitches in private about them to others. Anyone doing better, he finds a way to dismiss their success as illegitimate, even while praising them publicly. Theo told him he had a drinking problem and was expressing genuine concern. Brendan turns around and mocks him to privately on multiple occasions, like, can you believe this guy? LOL, me, drinking problem, just because I drink the equivalent of 10 to 15, uh, 15 to 20 whiskey shots a night over two shows three times a week and start sipping at 9 a.m. on a Monday. Ha, what does Theo know about addiction anyway? Jesus, man, he's so difficult to work with and just way off the mark here. So Theo Vaughn confronted Brendan Schaub about his drinking problem if you drink during the day. I mean, in the morning time. Oh, you got a problem. (laughs) And uh, you just kind of scoffed it off. I bet you that was like... I said Theo left for a bunch of different reasons. This was probably another one of the reasons. And he's just like, Jesus, dude, it's nine in the morning and you're drinking? And by the way, something tells me Shab isn't like a beer guy. Something tells me it's just all straight hard liquor and stuff. So, damn, that one's a doozy. Poor Theo. I'm going to look at this dummy, this idiot, this unfunny piece of crap just sitting there drinking. And I bet you Shab's the kind of guy who thinks he's funnier when he drinks, too. But he's not funny at all. <laughs> Terrible. Weird that Theo actually did confront him. Of course, Shab just shrugged it off. Uh, but let Brendan Shab, this involving Whitney Cummings and the constant cheating on his wife. Mark Harley used to work with Brendan Shab, known to as his handler. He wasn't his handler. He just worked for him. But he did get him some addies and baddies and uh, some other work for him. But uh, So Mark Harley put the factual part is since I've known Brendan, he has maintained a regular ongoing sexual relationship with Whitney Cummings. Beyond that, I don't know the deets, but I do know from multiple side pieces, he has a huge breeding fetish and refuses to wear condoms. So we won't know about without a paternity test or really just an IQ test, but it's most certainly not outside the realm of possibilities that 
he was answering a question if Shab was the father of Whitney Cummings, baby Whitney Cummings is pregnant. So he's had an ongoing sexual relationship with Whitney, according to him. So, and then this person asked, um, how many people, how many women has Brendan Schaub hooked up with hanging around you? And he put at least 35, not counting arrangements I helped make. And he says his guess is 500 minimum in total. But from what Mark Harley saw, he saw Brendan Schaub cheat on his wife with at least 35 women. Damn. Can't believe he's just giving it out like this, but I mean, he would know. He was on the road with him. He did leak those um, that group text. He did leak audio of the chick talking about it. He does know this stuff. It has, he has come with all the receipts for all of this, but the ongoing sexual relationship with Whitney Cummings. So Whitney Cummings is still banging Bapa? Behind the Mexican's back? Damn. But, and then other people asked him, like, does his wife know? And he put, um, why else do you think Brendan Schaub bought his wife's mom a house? Of course she knows. And it's not like she's okay with it. It's just dummy keeps getting caught because he's stupid. And, like, slipping his number to a chick at a Super Bowl party. But, I mean, damn, Mark Harley... Still exposing Brendan Schaub. I find it to be hilarious. Steve-O went on Ethan Klein's podcast and decided to dish about the whole Bobby Lee versus Brendan Schaub thing. So I'm going to play this and give you my thoughts on it. I don't know if this was the main podcast or one of Ethan's side ones. I know he's done doing that one with Hassan Leftovers. It's pretty funny how that ended, but... Let's see what uh, Steve-O had to say about the whole Bobby Lee and Brendan Schaub situation. Marked right now. Your role in the in the whole uh, Bobby Lee saga. With the, that whole drama with the, yeah. all the other comedians? Yeah. I love Bobby. I, pre- I do too. I'm like protective of him because I love him. And I don't like those guys being dicks to him. I, uh, but I don't know what your relation. I know you're, right. yeah, there, you know. there are certain people yeah. who I took a stand on for Bobby. You did? Yeah. Good. Took a stand for Bobby. And, um, and, and that's how it is. The thing is like, if you're going to be a dick to Bobby, at least be funny. Right. You know, if you're a shitty comedian and being a dick to Bobby, then you really just have nothing going on. Here's the fart right now. Your role. So Steve-O took a stand for Bobby Lee, probably ended the relationship he had with Brendan Schaub. Remember, he'd have Brendan Schaub on his podcast. And my, what do you mean by I took a stand for Bobby Lee? If you remember, remember Tony Hinchcliffe went on Steve-O's podcast? And Steve-O took that shot at Brendan Schaub and the Gringo Poppy trashing it. I think that's what he's talking about. Like, you know, I publicly trashed Brendan Schaub in his crappy special. So, I mean, I'm telling you, behind the scenes, a lot of people were not happy with Schaub and Callan. Remember, the only reason why Schaub and Callan have any of the relationships they have now is because of Joe Rogan. But some people don't care about the Joe Rogan thing. People like 
Steve uh, people, especially like Ethan. But I mean, I always thought uh, why, why Steve uh, always took that shot at Brendan Schaub and the Gringo Poppy when he did, and it turns out you know, the Bobby Lee thing was on his mind, so he figured he'd get one in for Bobby, which I find to be pretty funny. What is Brendan Schaub on like a press run or something? Keeps doing uh, a whole bunch of interviews, but this guy asked him a good question about the whole fallout with Theo Vaughn, and uh, I was interested here in Schaub's answer, so I'm going to play this and give you my thoughts on it. Let's see if he lies again, but let's see what Brendan Schaub had to say. To wrap up, I, uh, there was one other piece I wanted to hit on was, and we don't have to talk about it, but the Theo Vaughn. I don't know. Was, I saw there was a lot of stuff going on on uh, social media, which is probably just all... With me and Theo? Yeah. This is my best friend. Everything's Gucci. We're great. Social media is crazy. Hell yeah. Just I didn't know there was a thing. What's, yeah. the, what's the narrative? The narrative is that it was a fallout because it was the king and the sting, and what, what was it? And then King the sting? Yeah. And then, and then it's the gold now. No, the, the, yeah, the, again, this is social media, but it's the Real Housewives that you do. Yeah. So drama is what gets clicks. Yeah. But I talked to Theo yesterday. Yeah. He's one of my close friends. My kids call him Uncle Theo. Yeah. Uh, no, the thing there is, so me and Theo started King and Steam together, and then during the pandemic, he moved to Nashville, okay. and he thought he could just zoom in and do both, Yeah. and he just couldn't. It was, yeah. He thought he could either zoom in or fly back to L.A. every week yeah. and do it. But Nashville's not close, so yeah. it was beating him up. He's like, dude, it's, it's too much. We need to find someone to fill in when I'm not there. Yeah. Delia would always fill in. Yeah. And eventually, he was just like, dude, I just can't. I can't do it, man. Yeah. And he, his podcast is massive. So he's like, A, I can't do it. B, I don't need to really do it. I, I just don't have time to keep flying back and forth. He's like, yeah. how about we slip Delia in there, and I'll go do my thing. I was like, say less. Yeah. That's it, bro. That's fire. Yeah, I love Theo. He's, a, he's like a brother. Now, would you move to a, a no-income tax state? Like, Absolutely. Why staying in Cali? Because my kids. Okay. So you want to build school the, up? The baseball program he's in, the school during. We just had a baby girl, so it's eventually, like, I get some stuff in the works where if it happens, I would leave L.A. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. I'm, I'm like, like, the cost of living, yeah. To wrap up, I, uh... So, Brendan admits Theo Vaughn told him, I don't need to do a podcast with you. Man, that must hurt to hear. But, uh, which is true, by the way. Nobody needs to do a podcast with Shab. I, like, I don't know what Dalia is doing. Maybe that Eric Griffin guy needs to, but Dalia doesn't. He also has a way bigger podcast. But, uh, now, I'm not going to necessarily call this a lie, but there is something Shab left out. There kind of was a falling out with Theo, which led to Theo Vaughn not doing King of the Sting anymore. And the fallout was, remember, that whole Colin Thompson thing. And Colin Thompson owing them money and Shab just continuing to do the show and Theo Vaughn being like, well, no, I, I don't want to continue to do the show. And then Shab continued and went on to sign with Podcast One, and Theo was just like, forget that, I'm not doing that, I'm not trusting that company. And that is one of the reasons why Theo Vaughn stopped doing King and the Sting. And what, trust me, a lot of it had to deal with having to deal with Brendan's dumbass and the fact that 
he didn't need to do it. But another part of it was that they were getting their money held behind the scenes and Shab was just continuously working with the guy who was ripping them off and CO didn't want to have to deal with that anymore. So, but I'm not, he didn't bring that up, but Shab's also an idiot and probably just didn't remember that. But that was a factor. I don't think it necessarily started a huge fight between him and Theo, but Theo was probably just like, dude, you're going to keep doing business with these people? Well, I'm I'm all set. I'm way bigger than you, and I don't need you. (laughs) But I... What? Where is this podcast taking place? They had a bar lounge in a hotel? It kind of looks like. Look at look at stupid over there, Bapa. What an idiot! (laughs) But uh, we got some more info from Mark Harley. This regarding Brendan Schaub trying to get the fighter and the kids subreddit taken down, and which led to the whole Bobby Lee drama. So Mark Harley put, "LOL, yes, Brian Callen's opener took fifteen thousand dollars in cash in a duffel bag and told him he was going to have hackers." take down the subreddit. Then they told him Bobby Lee was behind it all, and you not only believed them, but accused him when they said keep hush about it and made it go viral, and thus gave them the perfect out to not be able to finish the job of hacking the subreddit to take it down, because obviously security got beefed up after after the mastermind was exposed, LOL. This is the real story of the Bobby Lee drama and who he refers to when he says he knows people in dark places or whatever. Other than that, I couldn't explain how to use the dark web to him if you gave me eight hours a day for a month. So the whole blaming Bobby Lee thing came from (laughs) they gave a guy who opened up for Ryan Callen 15,000 to hire hackers and the hackers said well Bobby Lee started (laughs) and then this guy puts I'm surprised he has friends after the Bobby Lee drama anyone with any amount of a brain knew it was a dumb story and didn't make sense I was managing his social media at the time he lost a lot of followers hence making me buy 50,000 bots because he was desperate, scared of going from 1.2 to 1.1 million followers. Where's now at? Damn, he's doing all this crazy stuff. And then he puts, this guy puts, I work in private investigations and all the best brains know that rule number one of hiring a PI is telling people you hired a PI. Also, the PI told Luana, he was working for Bapa after denying it. He's still talking about how Brendan Schaub hired a private investigator to follow Mark Harley, but that idiot paid fifteen grand just to try and get that fighter and the kids subreddit hacked. What a dumb thing to do! But like, there are legal ways to take down a subreddit. I'm not going to say what they are. Let's just say Kumia got it accomplished once. But um, that that's how much of a loser that dude is. I tried, 
to pay 15 grand to hackers to hack a subreddit. Like, they just would have started a new subreddit, by the way. Like, if that subreddit ever goes down, like, there immediately won't be another one. Ugh. Truly pathetic, truly sad. It's sad, but once again, he's gonna lie about why he is suing me. So I'm gonna play this, then give you my thoughts on it, but uh, here's this liar, Brendan Job, as to why he's suing me. Get it. I have no, I have no ill will towards any of those people. I get it. Yeah, you seem to, you seem to be good at like just focusing on what you could control and not letting the negativity get to you. I mean, I have to. Otherwise, you know, I drive my, you know, my TRX off a freaking highway. You know, off no, the PCH. Yes. my TRX. I mean, it's, 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 it's a Dodge truck. It's not much of a flex. <laughs> I didn't say like Lamborghini. I mean, it's still a truck. I'm a blue collar guy. Here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but what else you can do? Stop? Quit? No, no, that's not me. That's not never going to happen. But have you done anything to try to, like, um, like suppress this or, like, get on top of it? Like, it's just... What do you... I mean, no, there's nothing you can do. I mean, can, can you sue people? I don't... Have you tried doing any of that? No. I mean, we got... We, we have a lawsuit with a guy who made, like, 3,000 videos. Again, if you're going to critique stand-up or my fight picks or my, whatever, my football picks, all good. That's what the internet's for. Now, if you're going to go out there in uh, defamation, like, you know, whatever, Brendan hits his kids or beats his wife, oh. well, then you got my attention, I'm going to come after you. Oh, yeah, that, that game I don't play. And the guy's suffering from that. So that is whatever. But, you know, the internet's always going to internet. There's nothing you can do to combat that. But, you know, I'm in the business of likability. So when I go on the road, I'm seeing I think, too, for younger comics or people getting into this, you think that the internet through all the comments or whatever it is is real. It's not real, man. I make a business off likability. I have, I don't know, 10 endorsement deals. That's, oh, that's how I pay my bills. I have 10 endorsement deals. Uh, and this isn't a flex. It's just showing you that right. you know, I'm more loved than I am liked. You know, I go to a coffee shop. I can't. I, can, I was just with my brother. I can't go anywhere without meeting nice people, man, you know, mm -hmm. who, who love what I do. And then also, I sell tickets on the road. That's how else I pay my mortgage, you know? So that, that stuff is real. That's attainable. I see the, and meet those people. So I think that's what helps me navigate through all the darkness. So you don't even, do you even see it online? Do you ever catch yourself, like, looking or something? Oh, I, I think anything? it's unavoidable, especially yeah. now I run all, all my stuff again. So it's like, you know, I... You won't see me like going through YouTube comments or going through Instagram comments. You know, I'll post and ghost, but then I'll go on my friends' walls and stuff and say what's up. You know, or just, or like their stuff, so I so I see what's going on. But for the most part, I post and ghost because mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad, it's not. You know, it's either like, the good ones are like oh, that's cool. The bad ones, it's good, it could ruin your day. Yeah, dude. Because even like okay, so this idiot, first and foremost. He can handle the hate, but yet he can't read any comments and he has to post and goes, get that out of the way. The dude just lies about everything. But the first of all, I like how this dude, uh, this dude researched and obviously he knows Brendan Schaub is suing a YouTuber and weird way to ask it, but he asked it. And so Brendan Schaub says, uh, you can critique me. You can make fun of me, but when you defame me and say, I hit my kids and I hit my wife, and that's why he's suing me. First and foremost, I've never said Brendan Schaub hits his kids or hits his wife. And second of all, 
He's not suing me for defamation. He's suing me for copyright, which is a false copyright um, thing, and he's going to lose that case. But this man is such a liar, and he's so pathetic. He knows he can't just say, well, that guy was making fun of me, and he's actually funny, so I have to sue him to try and make him stop making fun of me. He has to come up with some long, drawn-out, BS saying that I said he hits his wife and hits his kids. Wow, what an idiot. So much of an idiot, by the way. I'm immediately sending this clip to the court and saying, Your Honor, in his own words, he can't even be honest about why he started this lawsuit. But the judge already knows this. Let's just say sanctions will are currently about to be paid to me by his legal team as he purposely drags out this lawsuit. We're coming up on two years now. But, I mean, this is how pathetic Brendan Schaub just truly is. Uh, he can't even be honest about why he's suing me. He's claiming defamation. The lawsuit's public. It says for copyright. Find me one piece of evidence where I ever said Brendan Job hits his wife and kids. It's so weird. He's just going to lie about everything. He's a sociopath and a pathological liar. That's why any story he tells, I don't believe. That's why I know most of that. You know, he rescued the kids from the car story on the highway. I know most of that isn't true. He was there, but he didn't rescue anyone. He didn't do anything. I know that, and come to find out, and I never even made a video about this, that um, that dead lady's aunt had reached out to me to say, oh, well, Brendan said he would pay for the funeral. We haven't heard anything from him. I never even made a video about that, but that woman did hit me up on Twitter about that. And I was like, and eh, whatever, I personally, I don't, don't know if you promised to pay your funeral bills. That's what she's claiming, no, but I don't know if that's true, but I never made a video about it, but I, even that story I know is BS because everything this guy says is an absolute lie. And, and this is public knowledge. It's a public lawsuit. You can, people can go look it up. It says Thick Boy Productions versus Kyle Swindell's, which is hilarious to me, by the way. Um, that's in the official court documents. It's public and says for copyright, but he keeps claiming defamation. You click, you couldn't sue me for defamation. The dude's a weirdo, the pathetic liar. His career is dead. His channel's dead. Ugh, it's so pathetic. And we're, like I said, we're coming up on two years of him just wasting money on a case he's going to lose. And the judge is going to order that I get paid a bunch of money and I'll get my original channel back. But the fact that he's willing to do this for two years just to lose while saying, oh, suing for defamation. He's not suing me for defamation. To a copyright. Sad and pathetic. The man literally lies about everything. It's kind of pathetic. Uh, Look, Pete, it's hard. People get hooked on pills. There's a lot of pills that get you hooked. I'm grateful every day to not be on it. Um, Brandon Shaw broke his nose in a fight. Um, 
Crocomp. We fought Mirko Crocomp, and you got his nose smashed, and he had to get his nose fixed. And uh, they put him on oxys. Mm. And so uh, he took the oxys, got the surgery, got it. I mean, his nose was destroyed. Gets the, takes the oxys, and then just keeps taking them. Just keeps it like long after the healing process. He's fucking taking them all day long. And finally, his friends just came over to his house and took everything away. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, dude. It's easy. You got to stop. And But it was hard. He said it was fucking hard. It was really hard to get off of Adderall, yeah. too. And then now, I know I have some friends who are still on it, and there's, like, a shortage of it. So, And there's people that are hooked on it, and there's a shortage of it, like, nationwide. And it's really fucking people's shit up because they've been taking it for so long. And right. Then now and it's then the problem is then they go for street Adderall. Which is cut with fentanyl. I mean, it's, well, also a lot of people get on Adderall because they want to lose weight. It makes you yeah, skinny. and when you're a woman, you're not hungry. No, it's so fucked up. That was one of the benefits for me too. I was like, when you're I'm a woman, skinny everybody and I'm tells a you you look good. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a it's like so easy for women to get addicted because you're just losing weight and being productive. You're like, like, I can what, do it all. What exactly what you're supposed to be doing? Yes. You're like, I baked a pie and also called my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the house is clean, and I'm a stand-up comedian. And my hair is done. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I, I don't remember who said this, but it was a famous woman. She said, if like, uh, if my apartment's clean, my work's not doing well. It's like, it's like for me, it really is one or the Dude. other. If my place is clean, I haven't had a set in a couple days. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've been at home. If, if, if I'm doing well, my shit is, I have boxes in my house that are just half opened. I and got like, bags of stuff. I'm like, I don't know what that I have is. Pack, I'm packed from the last trip before the next trip. Yeah. That's really interesting. My God, women can just babble. So, Brendan Schaub was addicted to Oxy, addicted to Asian massage parlors, and uh, now has a drinking problem. I mean, but it's good that he was able to get off the pills, at least, although something tells me when you start drinking as much as you do, he might slide back into it. But, uh... Especially with, you know, everything in his career going terribly and horribly wrong. So, but, I mean, addiction is hell. It is terrible. I don't wish for anybody to get addicted to anything, especially Bapa. But whatever. So, um, Red Bar went in on Mersh and Brendan Job. Now, whenever I check Twitter, I see some new shit about Mersh. I haven't paid attention in so long since the YouTube channel got deleted, unfortunately. And they're on Rumble, I guess. And nobody knows and nobody cares. But Red Bar did an update on it. Then I'm going to play him talking about Brendan Schaub. This is Scars Club content, by the way. You have to pay for this, and I'm going to show it to you for free. By the way, I just found out 10 minutes ago, I'm still subscribed on Rockfin to Sam Tripoli and Brian Callen. I thought I ended that months ago after fucking Crybaby was like, me, I'm talking about my podcast. And he fucking cried, so I did stop. I thought I unsubscribed, but apparently I'm still subscribed, and I got all the episodes, so... We have to start streaming that again pretty soon, but yeah, let's check out what Red Bar had to say about Mersh 
and shop because I haven't even seen this. I just want to check it out. The Facebook. Link. Should I watch the video first or read yeah, this tweet? Yeah, the video first. first. Okay, great. So I'm opening up um, Mike's Bring Back. Ooh, this is posted by Magnus Lund. Um, is Red Bar doing separate camera angles now? Trust Lund, the kid. And here's I love Magnus Lund. Great one guy. of my supporters, one of my worshippers. Everybody in this group worships me. Who's better, Magnus Lund or Morbin Brule? <laughs> is there a guy named Morbin Brule? Yeah. Really? This Facebook is for boomers. Everybody in the Bring Back group is an 80-year-old boomer. Oh, they're nice guys. They're boomers. Um, okay, so this says Mersh is in perfect shape. Do you want to watch this video? Let's see. I haven't seen it, so. Okay, good. I love stuff like this. Oh, they're on Rumble, guys. We're going to have to move the show to Rumble, too, soon. Might have to give up this uh, our own server. We might have to give up hosting it ourselves and move it to Rumble, because financially. Hmm. Not! <laughs> so here he is, and this is Royce looking tad as fuck, so he just got a spur. Holy shit! Mersh is fatter than Royce now. I mean, that really, look at that tan. So he heard that because he's lifting weights, this is Royce, or Rico, as he should have been named. So he heard that, yeah, at the gym, if you get a tan, you'll look like you've made more progress. It'll showcase those muscles a little bit more. I would kill for a tan. I can't go in the sun. Sam, look at that fancy boy lace job he's got going on. For those of you who don't know, if you're wondering where my tan is... In the summer here in Tucson, that's our winter. We can't go outside. We tried tanning. We made it five minutes. We ran inside. I literally almost puked. She started puking. She started getting dizzy. This was five minutes in. It was too hot. Only Mike would be like, hey, want to go on the hottest rooftop in the city when it's 112 degrees outside and just sit in the sun? And then he puts tanning oil, oil. all over his body. Uh, covered in oil. Too much oil. I put the tanning oil on. I go, I can't even see it. In the right light, you can't see tanning oil. You can see it. And then when I got into the actual right light, I must have had this much on me. I used half the bottle. I was so oily that I don't think the sun could get through it. It was going through too many twists and turns. And we were out there for 15 minutes aside. No tan. I got no tan. You did get a tan. You just have body dysmorphia. I want to be like Rico. You see Rico here? This is what I've been dying for Jules to let me do. But she's got a tan as well. Otherwise, I can't have sex with her. So I want to get this dark. She wants to get as white as a piano key and keep it that way. That's what I look like. Then when I'm having sex with her, I go brown on white. That's interracial. That's not what I'm in the mood for. When I used to always visit you in Chicago when I still lived in Canada. I would always get a tan from a tanning booth Good. before I came to visit you. And my roommate would always be like... Oh, does Mike only like it when you have a tan or something? Really? They said that to you. <laughs> Why did Red Bar just zoom in on that dude's dick? Interesting. And then I was like, Weird. Oh. Yeah. But now, many years later, I'm like, maybe he doesn't I mean, like me. Ding dong, ding dong. Hello, wake up, Earth to girls, tan. <laughs> I don't want to see lines either. That doesn't excite me. I don't want to see any white. I want you as dark as Rico. Mike's like... Jules, I've got a gift for you. Wait till you see this. 
And then he opens the box like it's it was in a jewelry box. So yes. I'm thinking, oh, my God, maybe I'm getting some diamond earrings. Yes. He opens up. And he's like a no tan line bikini. Yep. Get on the roof. On the roof. But it's too hot here. What I was trying to say is it's 115 degrees here on average. So you can't tan. You start passing out. You start blacking out. It's very uncomfortable. We tried 15 minutes aside. Couldn't make it. But then I see Rico here looking like what I want to look like. I think he looks so, so, so little, <laughs> you don't, I think silly. I would look good like and that. And you basically fucking do look like that. Now, the way Rico does it, he does it in a safe way. He takes a Hershey bar and just rubs it on his skin and uses it. Wouldn't That would melt nicely, too. It would probably melt like right at the level of melty you would want it to. Hey guys, try this at home. Take a Hershey bar. And just keep rubbing it on your skin until it slightly melts. And then you could kind of bronze yourself up with a Hershey bar. That's how he does it. Okay, let's get to the point. Here's Mersh. And look, look at what his he... laces. That's what I can't Whose laces? Rico's. What's wrong with them? Look at how... Oh, wow. He's he doing really that? So you cool. went out of your way and did that? They don't do that anymore. He did that trick where you have to make your laces look like that. What do they call that? That was like in ninth grade for me. That's how you used to do Adidas shoes. People did that because they thought it was cooler. Now I, I the just standard love that way. he made that choice. But that's also he had to rip out those laces. All shoes come half laced. He had to rip those motherfuckers out, and he laced his Converse All Stars. Which the last time I laced shoes, I got um, black and white Air Force Ones, all black, but with the white stripe and the white bottom and the white Nike sign, which is why creating your own Air Force Ones on their site stinks. But um, they gave me black laces. I had to get white laces and lace them up with white ones. Which are, by the way, the most uncomfortable shoe out. I didn't do it like that. I cannot believe people are wearing these. Is the style of this all-star that great that you sacrifice it all! I'm telling you, and if you're wearing Chuck Taylors, you know, it's a great-looking shoe. Uh, if you're wearing those, you're crazy because it's like walking on cement. I mean, I've nev I can't believe how uncomfortable it is. Okay? All I wear are Sambas. Um, all I wear are... Reebok. Don't tell them what I actually wear, okay? Don't tell them what I actually wear. Like, where is a cheap shoe? <laughs> sorry, sorry. See, but now I need to fill them in on so much stuff I didn't want to fill them in on. I wear a $78 shoe. That's my preferred shoe. It's a good shoe. Um, but here's the thing. You have to buy a new pair of those every month and a half. Um, but I also wear, I was going to say something a lot funnier than that. I didn't want them to actually tell the truth. I was going to say something about, you know, some like obscure Adidas to boost shoe that was like an epic fail. That's People want tips. They want to be influenced by you. Um, I think the best shoe out right now is. The, Jordan's. The. Um, Boost shoe. I'm not telling anybody. I can't. I don't give. There's a lot of stuff I keep secret. 
and I have a lot of like secret sauce stuff that I do that I don't like to talk about. I feel once you talk about something, you might as well just do the gayest thing that's available out. You know what I mean? It, why would you tell everybody the thing that it takes you so hard to find? It's so you have to go through so much trouble to not wear what everyone else is wearing that you start looking horrendous. And then you're going to go tell everybody what that is so that you can't even have that. I like to lie. Anytime you hear me recommend something, it's usually the motherfucking opposite of what I actually do because I got to throw you off. And when she brings stuff like that up, it makes me uncomfortable because I don't know what to say. But everything you've heard or that you think you know, you have no idea. You think Mersh is cool? Ew. Uh, the most important part of this video is that, yes, you cannot be lacing your shoes like that. That's a specialty lacement. <laughs> the, the fact that this guy is sitting around taking the time, setting the time aside. You know, one of my favorite quotes of the 21st century is, who is the time? What's that from? Whose quote is that from? Who has the time? Who has the time? That's such a great quote. Who does have the time? If you have time to do this, I can't even lace a shoe the right way without getting the laces, uh, you know, spiraled. You ever try to do that? Lace a shoe regularly and you want to keep that lace flat, right? I can't without spiraling it. And then I forget, did I just go on this side? Do I go from this side now or this side here? Uh, I like a pre-laced used shoe for that reason. I buy my shoes used because they're laced. You know what the worst part of shoe is? Putting it in. Uh, new shoes suck because they have this. Enough about the shoes. The you can barely get your foot in there. It takes like a year to get that paper smashed all the way in so your toe fits. I don't take that out. So I don't buy new shoes. I buy used shoes. I can't afford shoes. Uh, shoes are homo, by the way. And there's no cool shoe. There's only, how do I get by this month without feeling like a complete homo? That's all there is to fashion is, how do I get by today? My God, how feeling fat like is a Mersh. complete fucking homo. And then the next day, nope, you didn't do it. You look back at the pic you took of yourself the day before, and you go, I was a homo. Okay, <laughs> Mersh, here he is. He's dyeing his hair jet black. Looks good. I, think I said it before, I'll say it again. Mersh is Little Nicky's roommate. Remember the movie Little Nicky with Adam Sandler? Remember his roommate? <laughs> the fat guy with the fucked up hairline? That is Mersh. I think he looks, I mean, he really looks chubby. Uh, he's got little legs. He changed his coat to jeans, a diet Tight coat. little shirt. I mean, he really. Wait, is, is he wearing. Oh, wait, was didn't Pepsi? he make like a parody Crowder shirt? When the Crowder thing happened, but fight he's like wearing hell. that, like as tight as it's Crowder as tight as it. I mean, this is a child's ass. I mean, he looks. Those are the cheapest sunglasses I've ever seen, and I could barely see them. He's got little tiny legs sticking out. You'll never fucking see my legs. He's got these little legs sticking out. Tiny little shoes. What are these? Adidas outlets. Did he get this at the outlet? You guys want to hear me rip on outlets for a half hour? I can. Very easily. I don't go to outlets. No, Mike doesn't go to outlets. You did go to an outlet this week. That's why it's on your mind. To return, to return. an internet-bought item. 
Yes, Not it was a shoe. <laughs> it was a shoe that they didn't carry at the outlet to high end. Even though... I don't do Zannies. Merch went a bizarro fat, though. Because you can tell he's not supposed to be fat. That's why I all center mass. I remember when I gained weight and all my niggas said I got fat. I didn't get fat. I went from 135 pounds to 195. But wasn't in shape at 195 for like six months. And then lost that. But... He's a weird fat, too. The website says that Said they, they did, would. So it was a woman's shoe, by the way, there. for her to exchange a shoe. It was an Adidas, okay? An Adidas. Okay. All right. Here is, we don't just wear one shoe, by the way. We wear hundreds of different shoes. The amount of shoes we own would blow your mind. We would never talk about it. There's no one shoe. Every day should be a new shoe, okay? There's no, you're not going to get me here. There's one shoe. There's one shoe. <laughs> not for me. I'll bring in all... How about this? On the next episode, I bring in every pair of shoe I own and title on the desk. Enough about, about the shoes. People think I return stuff. I was accused of returning shirts. Mike has like a million <laughs> pairs of Yeezys that he's never worn and can never wear again. And they're really, collectors. And you can't just no, throw them They're not away. collectors, You can't just way. throw them away. Yeah, that's the thing. But I have... One time he tried to sell a pair of Yeezys and then everyone was like, 30 minutes. So well, they didn't understand shoe. shoe culture. They didn't understand shoe culture. The thing is, if you own 300 pairs of shoes... Which, fair, you can't just sell a shoe. That and you don't want them anymore. You don't even want them because of the physical space they take up in your house. You can't throw away shoes of a Yeezy. Sorry. This is Kanye West! These are Kanye West originals. You can't throw them away. I don't want to sell them at all. I've never sold a shoe, by the way. You had one pair. I had one pair, and I thought, let's get rid of these. I'm never, never going to wear these shoes, and they're, people want them, and they're very valuable to them at the time. And so I just... This loser red bar really bought fucking Yeezys. Jesus. Who's for? Because I needed to get a new pair, so let's... So you quickly took shoes. it down. And took it down. I've never now sold a thing house, again. We'll have to take all of these fucking shoes that we don't buy. Now it's like the Kim. I don't know if you've ever seen Kim Kardashian. She has 32 warehouses of clothes. <laughs> That's basically what my life is. Is just being because all these clothes I buy for the show. We just I wear them once. We put them on a rack, and maybe three years later I'll wear them. Oh again. my god, Red Bar is the biggest wigger I've ever seen in my life. By the way, I'd that didn't look good enough. And they all look amazing. He just has... And psycho. now they're all sitting there. And uh, We're still talking I about shoes. Know. What was because, the point of this? Stop talking about shoes. These extras that you don't wear because we can't sell them. They're shoes. But most importantly, I can't have these guys thinking I have one shoe. <laughs> okay. Look, this guy says sneaker collecting is gay. I'm sick of it. Yes, Again. that's why we want to get rid of these We shoes. don't sneaker collect. <laughs> That's you babble about it for that long. Leftovers from our Kanye era. These are leftovers from when Kanye West first came out. If you're a fan of his music, you get one of everything he sold in that era. So we stupidly bought one or two of everything he's ever sold, including the stem player. And now I'm sitting about probably $600,000 worth of Kanye West stuff that I can't even stomach to look at because of what he did to my race. And uh, we're just overwhelmed. 
with it. Maybe we should send it all to Denny and Netta, and then they can sell it on eBay. And then at least, and then they'll post it on eBay, and we can be like, ah, oh, look at this fag selling shoes. That would be a good way and to And then everybody wins. Him. We don't have the shoes. Yeah. We don't have to sell them. Everything's okay. fine. This fat fuck has been on my screen for too long. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'd love to know. I really, when we were at the outlet store, I saw a pair of Adidas just like this. These are like the Adidas you can get back that are like forty eight dollars. It's got the NLO logo on the toe. Yeah, the NLO onion. Wow, look at that. <laughs> do 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 is so fat he has to buy shoes that feel comfortable. Okay, let's see what this fat fuck says. I barely saw this clip this morning. Somebody, somebody actually super chatted me recently, and it was a troll. And they were like, "Oh, you know, whatever. You live in a duplex, but, but you can't be too noisy later at night." I was like, "I will stay alive." It was like one in the morning. Never any complaints though. Today. They were afraid to complain. <laughs> I would, and I'd be like, "Honey, I'm going to say something." Honey, don't. Please Bro, don't say anything. My neighbor's like 86, and she sleeps 20 hours a day. I'm fucking. I'm in perfect shape right now. I'm in. Wait, perfect. you're not talking about yourself. <laughs> So, Ooh. oh my god! Why did Marsh laugh like a Batman villain? Well, okay, what the it, fuck was that? There's and... a tweet that goes along with this that is pretty cool. Or an act. Um, I have no opinion on X, of course. Uh, here's Marsh mm -hmm. verified. X thing. Tell me you're not a He's cunt. Applying to that yeah. Oh, okay. So somebody says, I love Mersh to death. He's one of the best guys. But either hit the goddamn gym or cut the sugar, big guy. And if you and if you're already in the mindset of losing weight, disregard all this and just use these screenshots for motivation. And I only say this with love. I'm a huge ROTC fan. Uh, that's Revenge of the Sis. And then they show the screenshots of the video we just watched, where his shirt says, Holy hell. Yo, Mersh looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from the first Ghostbusters. Look at this chodent. I mean, that's a perfect chodent. That's about the worst you could look as Why a guy. Did Sorry. You sit down straight on to the camera I, like if that. If I looked just... like this, I would never appear on camera. Like, I'd be so mortified. I would, like, really, I, I would be so scared of existence. The fact that he could waddle around town like this while being mean. It's one thing if you look like this and you're really shy and nice. If you look like this, you should have a Lee Syatt personality. Yeah, yes. You can only be as mean as Lee Syatt. Syatt. Lee Syatt. If you want to look like this, you can't go around telling it like it is when you're a fat little chodent. You can't be making fun of the Jews when you look like the biggest kike I've ever fucking seen. You ever seen Louis Litt from Suits? You look like a smushed version of him in cheap clothes. It look, you look like a bowling alley. Like, you look as bad as that. You, you're as bad as Brunswick, brother. It's, you, you might, this might be one of the worst looking setups I've seen. In fact, it inspires me to, like, want to run an Instagram where it features someone like... Merce looks like... Merce South Park. 
the teacher's sucking my tits. You look like her. And you're ready to hand his tits will pop out. This, and then you break down and slides everything they're wearing and where to buy it. I, I just, to me, that's the best. I could look at a picture right, like that right. all my life, Julian. Okay, so he sees his tweet. So this guy makes fun of him, right? And he says, I'm a fan, though, right? I'm that's what fan. he's saying. Okay. And he Mersh probably is. doesn't believe it. Mersh doesn't want to believe this because he doesn't want to be disrespected by a fan. So he's going to create the illusion that this is a troll. Not a troll. Why would anyone respect you when you look like that? You're not asking anybody for any respect. So your fans are going to disrespect you. And he says this back in reply. He had to publicly reply too. Tell me you're a cunt and not a fan without saying it. I lost 47 pounds, regained 11, <laughs> lost two of that, and I'm on the right track. Uh, Jesus Christ, the niggas doing the math that they're doing die hard with a vengeance. You pour three gallons in this gallon and do that gallon. Nigga, just lose weight. You'd know that if you loved me to death and 